Well, I have uh, not been in the habit of presenting a Father's Day message on Father's Day, but this year I felt compelled to because there are a lot of things that I really want to say to our fathers this morning. And first of all, I want to say, men, your role as a father is essential to the well-being of your family. And whether you realize it or not, you hold such a, a, a position of great importance and you possess such a powerful influence that your presence and your direction within your family is literally foundational to their well-being. Billy Graham once said, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. And I couldn't agree with him more. A good father is crucial to both the security and advancement of not just his family, but of our, of our society. Fatherhood is a high calling, and I think it is something that every man desires to experience one day. Because through being a father, you, can have, you have this awesome ability to leave a living legacy long after your time on this earth is over. And it is accomplished through the influence and the impact that your life has had upon your children and your children's children. So my intention is to honor all the fathers here today, but at the same time, I wanna challenge all of our fathers here today to set a standard of excellence as a husband and as a father. And I wanna encourage you this morning to create a legacy for your family that both you and they can be proud of. And by the end of this day, my hope and prayer is that, that you, every one of you, will experience the love and admiration of not just your family, but of your church family as well, because you deserve it. So Father's Day is a holiday where we make an attempt to honor fathers and husbands as their role as fathers. But the truth is there is never as much fanfare on Father's Day as there is Mother's Day. It's just the reality of life. Church attendance doesn't swell like it does on Mother's Day. Restaurants aren't as busy. The local grocery store entrance isn't just jam-packed with Father's Day gifts like it is at Mother's Day. And of all things, your pastor hands out socks as a lighthearted way uh, of recognizing men without going over the top because men don't like it when you do that. But no matter how it is viewed, and no matter how it is celebrated, Father's Day is an important day to recognize the essential role of being a dad. It is a day set aside to, to recognize fatherhood within a culture that is sadly working overtime to diminish a father's importance. All you gotta do is look at the dads that are represented on television today to understand how our culture is devaluing the role of the father in our society. There was a time when we had fine examples of TV fathers who were literally engaged in the lives of their children. We had Jim Anderson from Father Knows Best, Steve Douglas from My Three Sons. We had Ward Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver. And we had Howard Cunningham from Happy Days. 
But as our culture has changed, so has the representation of fathers. And over the past 40 years or so, we've been saddled with lame examples of fathers like Al Bundy. And then we have a bunch of cartoon character dads like Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin and Hank Hill. Our culture has almost made an art form out of bashing fatherhood. Every TV program and even many of the commercials that we see sadly has a dad who is often depicted as uncaring, as aloof, clueless, or like some kind of a disengaged imbecile. And it is something that really needs to stop. Sadly, guys, this trend has been created by the actions, or should I say, the lack thereof on the part of dads who didn't care to do their job very well as a father. Dads who have children and they were never a part of their kids' lives, or others who treated their children like some kind of a fashion accessory, but they provided no real leadership to their children, with some being absent and others literally abandoning their families. And many of those who abandon their families don't even make good on their financial responsibilities to support them. And sadly, when you combine that with the fact that as Americans, we love salacious news that is full of controversy, it is always the bad dads who get all the press. And this has only continued to feed this mentality that fathers just aren't that important anymore. Well, I gotta tell you something. We need fathers more now than we've ever needed them. If there was an ever a time when fathers are needed, it is today. So man, I just wanna say that we have a job to do. And if that trend is ever going to turn, it's gonna have to come from the fathers who carry the title man of God, because we must set the standard. If fatherhood is ever going to look like it did decades ago as a revered position in the home and, a, and an essential element to a thriving family, if fatherhood is ever once again going to be the key ingredient to the balanced life of a, of a growing and easily influenced child, if we are ever going to see TV shows again with strong dads who lead their families well, then men, we've got to display what a good father looks like, not just to our families, but to this world. I was blessed having grown up with a father in a home who had a tremendous influence upon myself and upon my siblings. He lived a life of great integrity. He was a godly influence in our lives and he left a legacy. And that is something that each one of us has the ability to do. So men, whether our culture has painted a picture of dads of being unnecessary or no longer uh, important or even disposable, the truth is your presence and your influence is essential for both your wives and your children. You are the key ingredient to the foundation upon which your marriage and your family is built. Therefore, do not ever discount your importance. Don't ever discount the legacy that you are creating and that you will one day leave behind. And that's really what I wanna talk about this morning leaving a legacy as a husband, leaving a legacy as a father. 
Because if you think about it, there are only two things you can leave behind when you're gone. Your possessions or your legacy. And although leaving your family a million dollars would certainly be a great blessing, an even greater blessing would be a strong Christian legacy. One that would continue on in your kids' lives and on to their children and on to your grandchildren. So this morning, I wanna share with you some areas that I believe are essential for us to set a standard for our families, the right kind of a standard, but also to make sure that the standard that we establish lives up to God's standard, because that's very important. And the first and the most important standard we men must establish is to deeply love your wife. Let me just say, being a good father begins by having a loving and a committed relationship to the mother of your children. Now, if you're divorced and perhaps you have remarried and now you happen to be part of a blended family, the same principle applies. You've got to be kind and respectful to your former wife, the mother of your children. At the same time, you need to exhibit unconditional love and respect for your new wife and your children's new stepmother. In Ephesians 5, 25 through 29, we are commanded, husbands love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And it goes, and it follows up with this. So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. The kind of love mentioned here is an unconditional and a sacrificial kind of love. It's a love that puts the needs of your wife ahead of your own, even at the expense of sacrificing some of your own time and and your own agenda. See, true unconditional love for our wives comes as an outgrowth of the Holy Spirit within us and his power and his influence in our own lives. Well, I love my wife, Pastor David, I know you do, but that love must include sacrifice and it must be unconditional. Certainly providing for your family is an important thing to do. It's, it's probably the number one important thing for us to do. And, and, and we, but, but there are other areas that we need to show as well. We must give thought to how we actively show love to our wives other than just bringing a paycheck home and providing uh, all the things that a family needs. We must fit, focus on taking the love that is in our heart and express it in ways whereby it can be witnessed by our children. Words are good, words are always good, but outward actions are what speak volumes to our children. And as you think about leaving a meaningful legacy for your children, understand they will respond to their spouses in very much the same way that they have seen you respond because you are their example. It's important to be affectionate 
in front of your kids towards your wife. It's important to perform acts of chivalry. It's important to be respectful in your communications. It's important to provide acts of service that your kids will not just see, but will also learn from. And men, please understand that the kind of man you are to your wife is more than likely the kind of man your daughters will be drawn to. And your sons will likewise treat their wives like you have treated your own because in both cases, you are their living example. So if you can honestly say to yourself, I've gotta be better at expressing love to my wife, or if you are not setting the proper example now, it is never too late for us to begin. Establish a legacy that isn't afraid to love your wife in ways where people, and specifically, and most importantly, your family can see it. And guys, it's okay to show some emotion. I know that since we were little boys, we've been taught that, that you, you don't cry. You don't ever show your emotions. Just suck it up and be a man. Can I tell you something? We have received horrible direction from our fathers on that. Showing your feelings doesn't make you less of a man. It makes you a better example of a well-rounded man. But this advice, as I said, is horrible. So pass on a legacy of love for your children to follow. Another area where we need to leave a legacy is in spiritual leadership. We are called to be the spiritual leaders in our home and in our families. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9 is a great example of what I believe this means. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This scripture from the Old Testament makes clear of our responsibility to teach our children about the things of God, who he is, what he means to us, and to live in a way that exhibits our ongoing relationship with him. That is a major part of spiritual leadership. Do you teach your children about the things of God like you teach them about their sports and their, their interests and their hobbies? Spiritual leadership entails a whole lot of things, but at its very core, it means setting the spiritual tone for our households. And I think it begins by first humbly serving your family and exhibiting leadership in spiritual matters. It is living a life that speaks volumes to your trust and your faith and your reliance upon God. It's establishing in your home that church is just what your family does. None of your kids should ever have to come up to you on a Saturday night or a Sunday and say, Dad, are we going to church today? It's just what you do. It's a part of your culture. It's a part of your family. It's praying over your meals whenever or whatever prayers are needed for your family. It's utilizing principles and truth found in God's word as your source when you're dealing with daily issues and, and struggles 
and not always the conventional wisdom that we're always good at, 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 at passing out. It's spending time in personal prayer. Not just praying for yourself, but praying for your wife, praying for your children, for specific needs that are going on in your family and for, for guidance and wisdom and how for us to lead our families in the right way. It's being supportive of your church through attendance, through serving, through your financial stewardship. What a legacy to leave behind to your children when they see you supporting the work of God in your local church. It's also important to both allow and encourage your children to participate in the many church activities that are available to them and supporting them in that participation. It's being committed to your relationship with God and not being hot and then cold, but being consistent because chances are, if you are committed, your children will be committed as well. Proverbs 22, six says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. When you leave a solid spiritual legacy for your children, you will leave them the greatest gift you could ever give them. And as the word says, they will not depart from it. But let me say this, even if your kids stray, and statistically, many of them will, you have laid the best possible foundation for them. Because the Bible says that the word of God does not return void. And everything that you, everything that your spouse, everything that your church has planted within them will one day surface again and it will bring them back. And I'm a living example of that. Guys, I guess what I'm saying is that we can't allow our wives to do all of the rearing when it comes to spiritual matters. Certainly for many children, they tend to spend more time with their mom. So it is essential that you and I make our time count. We gotta be engaged in the process, supporting what they are learning, and yes, sharing from our own heart what Jesus means to us. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but if your children can see God's influence in their earthly father's life, it will go a long way in helping them to understand and accept their heavenly father because they have already begun to see God's character within you and the way you live. Another legacy that we need to leave is integrity. The gift of integrity is a blessing for your entire family, especially when integrity is easily seen in your actions. Because when, we, when they see integrity, they too will live with integrity. And this is where we can have a tremendous impact upon our kids. We have both the privilege and the capacity to, to literally mold their future character through our actions. Psalm 78, 72 says, so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. This is a scripture written about King David. We shared it several weeks ago. When we guide our family according to the integrity of our hearts, what a precious gift it is that we leave behind. Because the truth is they will see very little of it in their lifetime if it doesn't come from you. So strive to be honest in your profession in all of your dealings, in the way that you treat other people, and even in the way you spend your money. Proverbs 27 says, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children 
are blessed after him. This whole legacy topic is so important because of that statement. His children are blessed after him. That, gentlemen, is what legacy is all about. Yes, God blesses the righteous, their children and their children's children. But part of that blessing comes from your legacy. They are ultimately blessed by what they have seen and experienced as you have led them. Your integrity becomes a moral compass by which they live, and it often restrains them from making wrong choices and bad decisions. Your legacy blesses them because it has shown them the truth, and the truth has been lived out before them in flesh, right before their very eyes. So daily, present the truth from the scriptures in action before their eyes, because integrity is the cornerstone of any strong legacy that you can leave. And this morning, I encourage all of us as men to make it a driving force in our lives. The last part of a legacy you should leave to your children is that of generosity. And when I speak of generosity, I'm not referring just to financial generosity. I am speaking about being generous in spirit. By giving your family the time and the attention, and yes, your presence. Engaging in the process of family and being a part of what's going on in your family. When you are generous with your time, it shows your family that they are the most important earthly thing to you. And it leaves an incredible impact. And it creates within them feelings of security and and importance and loyalty and commitment. You see, you can give people a whole lot of things, but there isn't anything more important than giving them yourself. Offer them your presence, give them your attention when they're with you, because the truth is, our time together doesn't mean much if you're absent mentally, and I know we've all been guilty of that. I think we've all had times when we were physically present, but Mentally, emotionally, spiritually even, we were a thousand miles away, not engaging in conversation, being preoccupied with something else other than the ones you are with. Truthfully, when that happens, we might as well be absent because it does absolutely nothing for our family. We owe it to one another that when we are together, we're not just there physically, but we're there totally. And a generous spirit will make the effort to put away the distractions that create that distance. Jesus said in Luke 12, 22 through 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on it. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap which have neither a storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them, of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? This scripture, I believe, addresses many of the concerns that tend to distract us. And Jesus knew well how that we have the ability to dwell upon these things so much that it it can become unhealthy for us and unhealthy for our families how unhealthy it is for our relationships. 
Listen, I understand, just like you do, how financial concerns and health concerns and career concerns and relational concerns can weigh all of us down. But like the Bible says, it says there is a season for everything. Let me put my own spin on that. There are, t- there are moments for worry, even though the Bible tells us it's going to happen, but you've got to be careful when those moments are. It isn't when you're trying to spend quality time with your family. That's not the time to worry. What I mean by that is if you have planned time to spend with your family, have fun. Be there fully. Don't be there partially. Offer them your undivided attention. Let the concerns of the day or the month go by the wayside for a period of time. You can pick that burden back up later if you must. But then pray about it. Ponder it in your own time with God. Give it to him. Don't give it to your family. Don't ruin a good opportunity to really connect. Another way that generosity is expressed is through your words, through speaking encouraging words to your wife and to your children. Because words mean more than you will probably ever know. Your words have the power to uplift, uplift, or conversely, they can tear them down. They can make your wife and your children feel good about themselves, or they can serve in developing a very poor self-image. Your words, which are so quickly and easily spoken, our words, which are so easily spoken, hold great power. And it's important for us to look for ways to find the right kind of words to speak that will build up and encourage our families. How many successful people have you heard say things like, my dad always believed in me. My dad was always there for me. A father's words, a father's encouraging words have the power to empower. And we must always remember that. And I don't know about you, but I would like to be known as the kind of father and a husband who was an encourager. So generosity can be expressed in many more ways than I mentioned this morning, but it all helps in creating an incredible legacy for you to leave your family. And let me talk about one other reason why you need to be generous, and it benefits you. It's in Proverbs 11.25, and it says this, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I don't know about you, but there are times I need to be refreshed. And according to Proverbs, when I refresh my family by being generous in the many ways that I can show them generosity, I receive a blessing from that. I too am refreshed. It's kind of like giving a gift. I love to give Lisa and Brooke gifts. I love the look on their face when I give them a gift and it was the right gift. It brings great satisfaction to me because I know that I have blessed them. That is what I believe the refreshing in the scripture from Proverbs is all about. Not just in giving gifts, but through being generous in all areas. And as you give of yourself to your family, as you develop a legacy and a pattern for them to follow, you are truly the one who is blessed as you see your family grow and thrive in the ways of the Lord. That, gentlemen, is what a Christian legacy is all about. It's being purposeful. 
in the way that we love and the way that we guide our families. But allow me to go back to that scripture I read earlier about King David in Psalm 78. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. We must guide our family just like a good king guides his kingdom. Not with an iron fist, not with edicts, not by being a ruler, but by being a servant. And with skillfulness that comes from a heart of integrity and a love for their well-being. When you get up in the morning, when we get up in the morning, we should all say to ourselves, I'm going to find ways today to serve my wife and to serve my children. But then make it more than words and let's follow through with it. You'll be glad you did because you will greatly bless your family. Jeff or Anthony, can you come up and help me to close this down? You know, many years ago, I had the privilege of performing a funeral service for a gentleman who was a member here at our church. And I was both challenged and stirred as each one of his sons got up and shared the tremendous impact that their dad had upon their life. Each of them shared stories of spending time with him. Even though he worked many, many long hours, he always made time, chiseled out time for his boys. They told about all the fun times. They told of the times where they would learn from him. Talked about how much they looked up to their father and his influence on their lives. He told about, they told about his Christian principles and his lifestyle and how it deeply affected and molded them as adult men. And while I was listening, I thought to myself, he got it right. This guy got it. This man understood what was really important to him. His relationship with Christ, number one, followed closely behind by his family. And it got me to wondering, what kind of things might my wife and my daughter and my friends and family say about me when I'm gone? Will they speak of a legacy that I left behind for them to follow? Will they say that I supported them? Will, will they say that I was there when they needed me? Will they say that they felt important to me and not like some kind of an interruption to my day? Will they say that I served them? Will they say that I made time for them? I hope and pray that they will, but we just can't hope and pray, gentlemen. We gotta take action. We must make sure that we are fulfilling our role as a father. And truthfully, you know what? That takes supernatural assistance. See, there's only so much that we can do in our flesh through our own efforts. This is why we rely upon the Holy Spirit who indwells every believer in Christ. The Holy Spirit provides so much for us every single day. He convicts, he reveals, he, he restrains, he empowers us to do the right kinds of things. And it is the strengthening that the Holy Spirit provides that allows you the ability to lead your family, to be a positive influence upon your children. 
When you're tired and you feel like your tank is empty, you ever been there? Call upon the Holy Spirit. Ask for the strength that you need. When you are burdened by all of life's trials and struggles, call upon the Holy Spirit. Ask him to put your mind and your thought upon these awesome gifts that he has given you, your wife and your children. So my hope for all men here today, including myself, is that we will dig deep in our relationship with Jesus Christ. That we would run to him. Maybe that's why we received that message this morning. As I recall, the interpretation said, run to me without fear, without shame. I want to ask all the fathers to stand to your feet, if you would. Let's hear it for all of our dads. Stay up, guys. Stand up. I want to pray for all of our men, all of our fathers here today. But I just want to reiterate, before I do, a few things that you seldom hear spoken. The depth of your guidance and influence as a father goes deeper than you could ever possibly imagine. You are the key ingredient to the well-being of your children and family, and yes, you are indispensable. You are essential. You are not an option. You are needed. And maybe as I've been speaking, like me, you've been reminded of all the times when you failed, because we all have. Not a guilt trip message today. This is a message of truth to help us to come back to attention. There are times when we fell short of being the kind of dad we have wanted to be. Maybe it's been in the words that we have spoken and maybe it's been in the words that we did not speak at all that we needed to speak. Maybe under stress or pressure, you responded in the wrong way, you said and you reacted in ways that you now regret. Can I just say this is not an exclusive to you? We've all been there. We've all done that. We've all fallen short, including the man who stands before you today. Perhaps you wanna leave a really strong legacy to your family, but you just don't know where to start. Well, gentlemen, it's gotta start in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We really cannot fulfill our role as a father, as a husband, without a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because when we have Christ in our life, we, as I said earlier, are indwelt by His Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that provides us with the strength that we need to be the kind of father that every one of us wants to be. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus into your life. The word of God says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It also says that all you must do to receive salvation is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you've never asked Jesus to be the savior of your life. When I pray, just say simple words like this. Jesus, I know you are God's son. I know you came to this earth to save me from my sin. You died a horrendous cross on, uh, death on the cross 
to cover my sin. I thank you for that. I acknowledge this morning that you are the only way to God the Father. So I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your spirit. I give my life to you. I ask you to become the Lord of my life. And when you pray those words in your own way, Jesus will read your heart and you will become a new creation. So when I pray, I want you to pray as you would want to pray in your own words. Don't listen to my words. Listen to your words. Before we pray, I want everybody to stand and join us. Feel free to put your hand on your spouse if your husband is one of those fathers or people around if you want to lay hands on them as I pray for our dads today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our fathers. What an essential and integral role they play in our culture. And yet our culture is in full-grown attack mode against them. And I know along with that comes a lot of discouragement. And I know a lot that comes along with that is, is feeling like we're not important sometimes. But God, I pray that you will impress upon each one of us how important we are to the benefit of our families and that we are needed to engage them spiritually, emotionally, physically, in all the ways to be there for our families, to serve them, to love them, to be a shining example of what a godly man should be. And so God, I pray for my brothers today. Pray that you'll give us the strength to live out the kind of life that you desire us to live before our wife and children. Help us not to be afraid of the things we don't know, but to seek knowledge to be able to do those things. And, and, and to, to just be comfortable in our own skin, being who we are and leading them in the way that we can lead them. There is no one way to lead. We all have different personalities. We all have different strengths. But God, I pray that you will take the strengths that you've given to each one of us and we would walk in those strengths and we would be the very best version of a father that we can possibly be. So I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen every one of these dads today. And as we leave here today, we would leave encouraged, knowing what it is that we can become if we're not already there, but also what it is that you want us to be, God, and that we would snap to attention and we would follow that. And we would become the men of God that you desire us to be. That we would become the leaders that you need us to be, not just in our families, but in this culture. So as we go our separate ways today, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would go with each one of us, guiding and directing our steps, the places we go, the things we do, the conversations that we have. Lord, let those conversations be conversations that build people up and not tear them down. And let us walk as bright lights in a very dark world. Use us this week, Father, to share your goodness with other people and help us to be the, the godly people you desire us to be. And as we leave here today, every one of us, I pray that we would go in love, that we would love even the unlovable, and that would be our trademark because it is the love of Christ that prevails in our life. And for our fathers today, bless them. May their families show them love and, and recognition that they deserve. And, and when the end of the day comes, Father, I pray that each one of them will feel valued, they will feel important, and most importantly, they would understand how much they are needed. And I ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen.